The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings once again and welcome back to the TWBC Podcast. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot and uh, glad to have you on board uh, once again. We return to the uh, the second part of the Hannah Stroltsover uh, interview. We've already covered a lot of ground in a part one. If you haven't listened to that already, I sincerely suggest that you uh, make an effort to do so. Quite a lot of uh, uh, conversation there, especially about uh, her skiing in her uh, youth uh, before uh, making a way over to the United States uh, for the first time. And uh, when we pick up uh, the uh, the interview, I asked her the question uh, how uh, how difficult and how challenging it is to convert uh, from cable skiing to tournament skiing behind the boat and uh, vice versa. And uh, we'll rejoin the interview as she answers that question. Yes, well, as I said, I've been doing it for many years. So every year it gets easier for me. It's just a practice, you know. If you put a boat skier on a cable, it will take him a week to adapt. And then if you put him back on boat, it will take him extra week to adapt, you know, wow. to get back. Like, I had it the same when I was a kid. But then, as more I do it, the better it gets. So now, for me, it's pretty easy to switch between two. Okay, so, so I mean, that those Cable World Championships were in Poland, you know. So I mean, that would I mean, Poland's one of the leading nations in the in in cable tournament water skiing, and. I mean, that event itself was a great event for not only you, but also Belarus that won the uh, the team overall title. But the major mm-hmm. incident that took place at those championships concerned that Israeli skier, right? I'm sure you, you're you watching in horror along the, uh, the shore side and seeing him being being catapulted from number six into into that dock. Uh, the, uh, the Israeli skier. Is- Israeli? Yeah. Uh, glad I didn't see it, but oh. I I saw they stopped the tournament and I mean it's just an accident, you know. Mhm. And there was a floating pass that when you if you fall on a corner, you swim there and you can walk on it uh-huh. to get to the shore. Mhm. So he fell on that on Ouch. that dock. Um. I mean, it's just an accident, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, that, I mean, it looked pretty and it horrific. Was, it was after the course. It was after the corner. It wasn't in the slalom course. Mm-hmm. But uh, thankfully, he's rehabbing and he should be back on the water very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout out there to Orshanuk. But... 
Let's go back a little bit to last season. I mean, you won the Water Ski Pro Tour, a women's jump competition. Uh, let's start off from the beginning, out of the off season. I mean, your fir- your first competition was what in in twenty twenty one. Uh, qualifiers for Masters, which you did on the very first tournament, I believe, right? Yes. You qualified yes. for the yeah because yes. I mean, how much? How much of? Uh, I mean, because the qualifiers came about because of COVID, and there wasn't that many tournaments the year before to where the skiers could actually qualify on the basis of their world rankings or anything like that. So they did the qualifiers as they were. So did you have to change much in your mindset, uh, know, knowing that this was going to be a different set of challenges to to qualify for? Uh, what is what is known as the most prestigious event in tournament water skiing? Mm-hmm. No, I was I wasn't nervous about that. I knew they they take five top five. Or yeah. Like, I mean, I knew I would make it anyway. Okay. <laughs> Just That's like confidence, first, I guess. First or second tournament. Okay, so you so you want you so you did it on the very first tournament. You didn't have to do it, didn't have to do it on any of the remaining tournaments. But I think you skied in one or two. Yeah, I still went to Hancock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I jumped there my PB fifty six. Wow, um, that's about one hundred eighty five feet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We decided to go there just for ah. We decided because I was still qualifying in tricks. Mm-hmm. I, I decided to try tricks. I know I'm. Um, like I wouldn't make anything at Masters, but still, you know. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I qualified in tricks there on the second tournament. Okay, and obviously you didn't really have that much of a go on slalom, so uh, I mean. Oh, I couldn't slalom because I didn't. I didn't have a limit score. Like you didn't, you didn't, didn't qualify into the qualifiers yes. with the with the with the slalom score. So you. So you qualified in the two events that you uh, that you realistically had a chance to compete in. Now, uh, you you've been to the Masters before. You know, you know what the situation yeah. is. You know how, how, how the close proximity of the crowds and everything uh, going into this event. But uh, you came into this event as the overwhelming favorite to actually win the women's jump event you know uh in certain other situations uh in the same tournament you 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 come into this event needing to beat someone else to actually get to realistically get the title this year or this past season you were the favorites you were the one that everyone else needed to beat in order to become masters champion uh how how did that kind of play with your with your psyche a little bit oh i knew i could win it Mm um it's just for me masters is always pretty stressful because of the site just the site itself or just the everything else that goes on no just the site the just the like ski set itself mm-hmm. like the water and setup and everything and i was just nervous about that you know not about other skiers or winning mm-hmm. but I knew I could do it. I just needed to do my best, you know. Okay, yeah, because the uh, the Callaway Gardens is isn't a lake that's designed specifically for skiing. I mean, it's it's 
it's a lake that just happens to have a a, a very heavy cash price tournament uh, once every season. But you know what? In finals, uh, they decided to stop both between jumps, and mm-hmm. it helped so much. It was like a different side. It was. It felt good. Yeah. When yeah, when they have the time, it's a it's as good a side as anywhere else. But I mean, if it, but but I mean, if they have if they have a bunch of competitors in the preliminary round, I mean, it has to be bang 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 yeah. bang game because like the schedule is so so tight on that on that yeah. Saturday, you know, but when it gets to Sunday and you just have three skiers in the finals, you know, they can they can just take their time, yeah. you know, and just and just make it right for the skiers. But you know, if you wanna place or if you wanna win, you have to do it, you know, you get out and you do what yeah, you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, you have to get it get it going in the in the round one. So you won the Masters. Uh the I think I think the next event that you you would have taken part in was the quick uh, King of Darkness, right? Not too long afterwards. Mm, yeah, I don't remember the the sequence. <laughs> already. No, but, uh, but I know, but I know that you won King of Darkness. Now, what's what's that like? Because I mean, I've personally skied in the night jump myself, and that just scares scares the living out of me. Well, uh, at King of Darkness, we didn't ski in dark. We jumped at dusk. Yeah, kind it, of like dusk. Yeah. Yeah, so it was comfortable. You could see everything. It was. It was good. Heck, you take you probably take one of the last last sets of the day here practicing during the summer, you know. So that's so that's probably mm, very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the finals, well, Lauren jumped before me, and I think in my head I flipped numbers, and I thought she jumped further. Mm-hmm. And when I jumped, and I'm like, oh, I lost, and I was so sad. And I, I like almost started crying. Like how? Like Hannah, you like how couldn't you jump? Good. And then, who had a microphone came to me to to interview, and and they were like, yeah, that oh, was you Zach won. Gordon. I'm yeah. like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't know why, but I just flipped numbers. You know, in my in I I had different numbers in my head. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, that's kind of a little bit strange. Maybe maybe it's a little bit of a disposition, you know, like feeling like nervous all the way throughout a competition to the point of actually being, you know, you know, pessimistic about about what you've done at the end. You know, like feeling that you hadn't done enough. You kind of wish you'd done more, mm-hmm. but then kind of surprised when you didn't do enough, and then you can celebrate, I guess. Yeah. And I always had that feeling that I didn't do enough, you know? Yes, I won, but I still wanted more. I still wanted to go further. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, we got through the King of Darkness and you went through the the Cable Worlds, which we've already discussed. Now, uh, Malibu Open. Uh, this presented to you a different set of circumstances because <laughs> uh, a certain Australian competitor arrived for, for three tournaments, this being the first of them. You yes. know, I mean, and you smile and you giggle a little bit now, but, uh, you know... You know, I mean, if people are being frank and honest with you, they're, they're probably like saying, okay, okay, you've won your events at the beginning of the season, you didn't have much competition. Now let's see how you do when Jacinta Carroll arrives. Uh, and I did well, I guess. Yeah, you did. I mean, I did my score. I jumped far and it wasn't 
you know that far off. <laughs> Wasn't that far off? I mean, yeah. That was that was probably about the closest that you'd gotten uh, to Jacinta Carroll uh, all, all all season long. I mean, because well, I mean, she hadn't she hadn't really trained herself to be honest. I mean, she'd been off the water for best part of two, three, four months, you know, because mm-hmm. of the pandemic restrictions in Australia. But uh, so. So, what was your attitude leaving leaving Charleston, South Carolina that night after after seeing uh, after being in that tournament and the first time that you didn't win that season? Mm-hmm. You know, so what was the game plan from there? I mean, I mean, you obviously had to kind of up your game up from that point. Yeah, I mean, I felt fine, and as I said, it wasn't far off. So, I I think I got. Not excited, but I like I had some hopes, you know. Yes. <laughs> like I, I was fine, and Jay encouraged me. And you know, before we left to Malibu, I've been jumping here, and I had like good jumps. She said it was in nineties, you know, and which it needed to be if you were to stay competitive with Jacinta, right? Yeah, and. Just now, Jay said at the end that maybe you um, gained the pick a little earlier than tournaments came, you know? But who knows? I don't know. Yeah, it's always one of those situations, could have, better, should have, you know? I yeah. mean, in, in those situations, I mean, maybe you could have won the Masters with a little less in terms of distance, or maybe you could have done the same at uh, King of Darkness, you know, with a, with a little less distance, you know, but and leaving yourself a little bit more of a curve to obtain greater heights, you know? So you left uh, Malibu open in Charleston, and then, then, then you quickly got back to work because the the world championships uh, were uh, were not too far away yeah we went uh, straight back to jacks um trained there and then competed mm-hmm. i mean that's how it is how it happened you know i didn't fail i didn't jump my I can't say I failed. I jumped good. Yeah. It just wasn't enough. Just you know? a, just wasn't quite enough at that yeah. point and at that point in the game. But uh, but yeah, also as well at the uh, at that at that point, I mean, your priorities weren't solely about jumping at that point. It was it it was the overall and that battle that you had with another fellow Belarusian, Sasha Danyashkaya. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, how how did that play into the deal? Because pretty much every tournament that you had up to that point was so good, focused solely on one event. Now you've got to add another two and try and stay competitive there as well. Yeah. You know, I hate it when I know I can place an overall and it puts so much pressure into me. You know, at Worlds in Malaysia, I was concentrating on uh, jumping. Mm-hmm. And overall was like a bonus. I didn't... Like, I skied... I stood up my pass in tricks in finals. I slalomed and I didn't hope, I didn't have any thoughts about overall and it just came at the end, you know? Yeah. And here I had that pressure on me that I can't place an overall and I like I have to do it. It yeah. was a little, you know, a little hard. Yeah, me. it kind of got real. You got to realization that, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty darn good. I'm, I'm, I might actually 
win out on this overall competition, you know, and it's probably one of the best overall competitions that we've seen in a long, long time, you know, between yourself and Sasha Danioskaya. Mm-hmm. You know, both of you being Belarus, there's obviously that similarity there. There's that contrast between you being from Novopolutsk and she being from Minsk, yes. you know, so that so there's that little bit of rivalry. Is that is there is there that much of a rivalry between you and Sasha, you know, I mean I mean I mean, I'm, I was trying to gauge a little bit of the expression on her face and on yours, you know, around the dock side, you know, just trying to get ready for your respective turns, you know. So, I mean, I mean, do you get along with with her? Uh, we get along well in a regular life. We communicate and we're friends and stuff. And, I mean, on the water, you're just a competitor, you know. Uh-huh. And I mean, she, and I mean, it was, and like I said, it was a, it was a real tough competition, you know, and uh, placing it, placing in second, you know, like top three in the world, in the world, I mean, I mean, probably not the, not the spot that you wanted, but you know, but it's, but it's pretty, pretty respectable, pretty respectable, you know, <laughs> yeah, not, a, not, not a problem. So, I mean. Now, now you've gotten, now you got past the world championships. You got the second in the jump, and you got second in the overall. Now you had to concentrate on one final outing, which was the Mastercraft Pro over in Lake Group. Mm-hmm. Not the most pleasant of experiences for you. Uh, I was. I think it was the most horrible, like crash in my life. And they don't come around very often, which is a good thing. Um. Well. I wasn't nervous. I was comfortable there. And I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't tired or anything of the world. It just happened. I, I don't even know what happened. Jay said that it, like, because we jumped the other direction and there was a weird wind. So maybe wind got me. Yeah, because they swung the ramp around and yeah. they and they put it uh, put it there for the point of view of getting getting more of the skiers to jump into the wind and get more distance yeah. uh, that way. Because he said he he didn't see any mistakes that I made. Like I was fine. Or maybe pushing just a little bit too hard, maybe maybe beyond the scope of what is safe for you to do so with your current technique. I guess I don't know. I maybe, mean, yeah, yeah, because that that that's what I saw anyway. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about that because as we get ready for the next season, obviously, obviously things are starting to ease up with the pandemic and COVID. More and more competitors are coming in and being available to ski in some of the top competitions. No doubt you're in the Masters qualifier and uh, you're pro- you're you're probably skiing other Masters, you know, based upon what you typically typically do. So that's on the on the immediate horizon. Now, obviously, going forward. Uh, at the at the end of this past season, obviously we we saw that big old jump there from Jacinta. You you won the water ski pro tour, you know. So there's there's that little bit of uh, mm-hmm. rivalry and that little bit of a, a clash going on for this season and going going forwards. You know how. How much are you kind of willing to to push uh, beyond the scope of 
of the safety with your technique to actually get closer to to Jacinta, you know, because I mean, comparing you to Jacinta's jumping is like comparing an apple to an orange. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she she's very very aggressive, mm-hmm. and she makes she makes no bones about that. Your technique is a little more subtle. You you use a little bit more strength with the shoulders. You know, you keep everything up and you keep everything moving along, but when the time comes and she puts out a distance that you need to chase down how 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 much can you go beyond what you do technically to to achieve that i mean i need to i still need to get stronger like in the gym like just overall be stronger and I think I need to push it to more aggressive jumping Mm -hmm. yeah and I'll get there there you go I think yeah yeah, I think everyone sees how aggressive she is, you know, and maybe that maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe you've got to just, you know, throw a little more caution to the wind and just and just get after it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. But then again, she is like about a foot shorter than you, so I mean, she's got that weight. That that weight. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I think I just need to yeah trust myself and get a little more aggressive with the jumping, you know. Because I always was kind of protecting myself, like, not going easy, but not going crazy, you know? Yeah, Just, like, of, rationally. Yeah, kind of f- find that middle ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you say rationally? No, like, like, smart, you know? I'm, I'm not going crazy. Oh, I'm going for it, you know? I, I think about it, and, like, it's smart skin or like protective yeah, a little bit more cerebral yeah type deal you know just bit just kind of just you know just ski smarter not harder i guess yeah i think i need to change that a little bit okay so with that in mind uh off season you're working in the gym obviously uh, less than an hour after you know an hour after doing that you're doing the podcast here with me yes so what kind of stuff are you working on is it going to be more is it going to be a little bit of uh, uh, cardiovascular is it going to be more like muscle muscle producing that that type of stuff or what what kind of mix are you hoping to to get out of that uh, it's mostly uh just like engage as many muscles as many different exercises as i can to work my body from different you know ways um also explosive Mm -hmm. um exercises i do cardio sometimes on the bike but it's not it's more for even um can we re- redo this part? <laughs> okay, okay. If... Hold on a sec. Well, uh, I work on uh, strength, of course, to engage as many muscles as possible in uh, different ways and different exercises. Also, explosive work. Uh, I do cardio sometimes on the bike. Um, and I also swim, swim for my back. It keep it builds my back and it keeps me. I believe it keeps me from injuring it. 
Yes, indeed, because because one of the things that uh, that I noticed a lot, you know, with uh, with with a certain Miss Carol so far as jumping is, she's built herself up to a certain point, you know, for a weightlifting endeavors, you know, and strengthening her back and her stomach to where if she does get pulled pulled out of position into the jump, she has enough strength in her stomach and her back to kind mm-hmm. of save herself and still come away with it still come away with with a very, very pleasant distance, mm-hmm. you know. Is that something that you're looking to to replicate? Uh not really. I'm not a heavy lifter. And actually I started lifting weights last year. So before it was only like body weight exercises. So yeah, I mean I'm increasing weight and I the the heavier weights are the better and then I'm stronger, but not as heavy so I'm stiff and I can't trick, you know. Uh-huh. You still need to be flexible and agile and explosive like in any event very good and uh, I'm pleased you actually used the word agile it's not a word that, that gets thrown out there very 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 much especially for non-English speakers so I'll, I'll give, you, give you some major props for that uh, let's talk about coaching uh, obviously you obviously you hinted upon your original coach uh, uh, Genove in, uh, in in Belarus right yes, yes. you know so obviously he took you from a wee small kid to uh, to as far as he could you know in in, in Belarus, you know, took you to the lake and uh, got you skiing on there. But your primary coach in the United States when you're here is Jay Bennett. Uh, what has his impact been for your skiing? I mean, how impactful has he his his words and encouragement been to your success? Oh, uh, he helped me a lot. I mean, he he changed my technique in slalom. He, you know, like I when I used to jump more on my strength and power than technique. So now, uh, for last few years that I'm here, he's been trying to teach me some technique and jump to jump with a technique, not with a strength. You know, mm-hmm. like when you have technique and then you have strength it will double up you know it will double your output yeah. type deal almost you know so i mean and jay's like uh, one of one of the best uh, best jump coaches in the world i mean a lot of people come from from various locales from various places to to seek his counsel so far as jumping is concerned uh a lot of co- like I say, a lot of competitors like Regina Jaquist would come here, uh, uh, like Brittany Greenwood, and I'm, I'm, I'm not not too sure if I'm probably reaching for some more competitors. But when you're standing on the dockside with with one of the greatest uh, skiers in the world, and you've got and and you've got others that are chasing it down, and then there's you, you know, you know, putting your jump skis on the dock, mm-hmm. waiting for waiting for your turn. Kind of give us a sense of of what goes in your mind a little bit aside from aside from 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 putting the tape around your heel or uh, or putting your gloves on. Mm, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, Regina's a skier that you, that everyone would aspire to. I mean, whether you're, whether you're male, female, you know, she's like one of the greatest out there. So yeah, I mean, maybe must... like last year. Um, I put myself a little down, you know, that 
I'm not that good enough. I'm not that strong and stuff. And I know that I need to change it and to be more competitive in my head and that so it would be fair to say that you're easily humbled by easily well humbled pro is probably a softer word for another another word which is intimidated you know so some, somewhere in the middle there is 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 humbled would you do you feel humbled in the presence of someone like regina on a starting dock you know even for something like a practice I think I was last year, but last year, because the year before, I didn't ski uh, the COVID year. I almost didn't ski the whole year. I broke my toe and I was back home. So when I came into the next season, I wasn't as strong. So maybe that's why I felt like that. And... We'll see this year. I hope I will be. I, I will feel more confident. You know. You feel like you'll be on the same plane as someone like yeah. a Regina Jaquis or someone like that. But, and and it's interesting. And it's interesting to hear you say about about Belarus because. Uh, it's fair to say that that those that that have come from Belarus that have achieved a level of success probably don't feel that much of an urge to return to Belarus even even for a few days or, or weeks you know to spend some time back at home. But you, on the other hand, you know you did you did spend a few weeks in the off season during the winter. You know you probably came home to your family. You know, and one thing that we didn't know about you is you're married. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's. The reason I go back home. <laughs> yes. Uh, you got to visit the husband occasionally, keep him happy, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, it's like we live in not easy world, you know. He was denied a visa. He couldn't come visit me for a few years. Oh, wow. It was hard, yeah. Um, that's why I was like half here and half back home like in my head <laughs> okay uh, yeah but he's here now for a couple of weeks and we'll see how it goes after okay that's cool I mean obviously there'll be serious conversations being made there but uh, <laughs> but do you, but aside from him being in Belarus I mean is there is there is there anything about Belarus itself that kind of draws you back you know do you do you feel a little homesick you know from spending that much time away from you from your home city of Neverplutsk not anymore. I think I was when I started coming over here, but I'm more comfortable here right now. And yeah, and I feel good now here and don't have that urge to go back home. Okay, or not nearly as much anyway, but uh, but you know, because I mean, I I see I see a number of competitors from Belarus. You know, I mean, there's uh, oh, I I, think, I I don't know whether Oleg has made it back to Belarus or whether Alexei Zer Alexei Zernisek travels travels the world. Uh, Natalia is over at uh, uh, Jack's mm -hmm. place uh, with with John Travers. You know, and Sasha. Well, she's there with. Uh, with with Taylor Garcia, you know, mm -hmm. and, and studying. No, right now for me, it's just for my skin. It's the best here. Like you, 
we have a nice lake, we have a nice system set up, everything's close, but we don't have a perfect boat, we don't have perfect ramp and course. You can improve there to a certain level, but at the top you need best conditions, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that to would improve more. Yeah, that would definitely that would definitely make a make a lot of sense, you know. So anyway, so let's let's draw down a little bit more on a personal level. I mean, we've gone we've gone pretty much over an hour here, so I mean, just in in a nice conversational way. But yeah, but I mean, it it kind of surprised me a little bit and almost almost totally forgot about it that 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 you that you married. And tell tell us tell us a little about that tell us a little about about your husband you know i mean we don't we don't hear about him you know he's you know he's <laughs> you know you, you you train a lot you don't talk about him very much i mean yeah. i mean i hear hear one or two bits of conversation you know none of which i can understand because i can't speak belarusian but i'm but i'm sure that's him on the end of the line i would guess <laughs> Uh, no, be, that's because uh, I knew I had to be here to train, to improve. And it just happened this way that he was, first time he was denied a visa, he couldn't travel, and... What does he do for a living? I mean, give us, give us, give us, an, give us a sense of what, it, of what he's about. Uh, he does a lot of, like, little different stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, he works... Um, as a manager in uh, Greece, he he works online. Uh, there is a company in Greece that does yacht rental, mm. and a lot of Russians come there, so he communicates with those Russians. Okay. Uh, so, and some uh, uh, advertising on the internet, so he can still work remotely too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds 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 like a pretty good life, you know. He stays away a little bit out of Belarus and uh, works in, works in Greece and uh, remotely, you know. So I mean, mm -hmm. that's not a bad that's not a bad life at all, you know. So uh, so yeah, and you get in you get to see him, you know, not of, not not as often as you would like, but I mean, you do get to see him, which is good. Yes. Yes. And this is the first time he made he made it here, and um yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, I can I, I I I can only imagine the scene on the phone, like saying, "Yes, I got a visa." Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> and then I mean, it's pretty hard if you if you deny the visa, a tourist visa, you will not get a tourist visa anymore. Like there is no way. And we, I guess, we just got. Was like, that what is that more a case from the United States level or from the Belarusian level of of officiating? Mm. From the United States. That, that's from the United yeah. States, no, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just got lucky that he he got a visa, well, I they, guess. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. well, as as someone said in this world, you kind of make your own luck. So, uh, so uh, kudos to him for uh, for making that kind of luck and making it over. So, mm -hmm. so. Uh, 
That aside, uh, you obviously training. You I saw pictures of you uh, riding jump skis, you know, and getting back in, getting back into the frame. Probably not hitting the ramp so much yet. No, no, no. But but I mean, you're just working on getting your cardiovascular and uh, just getting. Yeah, your... just for now, it's just drills. You know, I don't like them, but I need to do them. Who does? You know, I mean, everyone that comes here to Bennett's and trains under Jane knows that he is very, very disciplined so far as doing the drills from one side of the way to the match the crane drill and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah. and he does it for a reason to make sure you hit that ramp safe yeah yeah so uh, so with that uh, so with that we'll uh, we'll kind of wrap it up a, a little bit uh, we'll thank you very much uh, for for being a part of this uh, podcast and uh, normally i invite whomever i interview the chance to say uh, thank yous and best wishes and that kind of stuff you know to uh, uh, to people that have uh, helped them a lot along the way up to this point you know whether it be recent or a long time ago so if you want to say thanks and uh, give some acknowledgement uh, uh, your chance here is yours mm-hmm. I mean of course thanks to my coach back home Arkady Genov who picked me and gave me this path you know into water skiing and then of course to Jay Bennett who adopted me here I guess <laughs> <laughs> and coaches me and uh, helps me yeah all right. So Those are main people who who got you to where yes, you are now. Yeah. Well, we certainly thank you for uh, for taking taking a little bit of a time out and of you. I mean, of course, my husband. He always like encourage encourages me in a like psychological way. You know, like he doesn't know anything about uh, skiing, but like technique and skiing and stuff. But he always like you can do it. Go for it and supports a lot gives you that gives you that little mental boost that kind of encouragement yes. going forward even even when i went to monroe here i'm like no i can't pass that english exam you know i can't do this i can't do that he's like you can do it just do it and it worked out you know <laughs> excellent stuff and work and worked out it did well uh that was uh, hannah straltz over uh, this is tony lightfoot uh, for the latest edition of the twbc podcast uh, thanking you once again for being a part of this and until next time it is ciao for now thank you for listening to the twbc podcast be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.